Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit Fizz podcast. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I'm a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I have over 20 years of professional experience in this field. The information shared is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the content should be interpreted as an intent to heal, diagnose, treat, cure, or prescribe. And now that that's out of the way, let's have a little chat about your biggest fitness fears. I thought it was time to do another episode that's more exercise or workout focused. So that's what I'm serving up today. I want to talk about a few things that are frequently misinterpreted, misused, and feared. And often these same things can be a mental roadblock preventing you from attaining very reasonable fitness goals. In episode three, I addressed some common fitness myths, and there was one sentence in particular that I said, and I had intended to elaborate on it, but then my thoughts went down a different path, and that's bugged me ever since. And I'm not kidding when I say it's probably crossed my mind nearly every single day since then. And that sentence was where I was reading a question that I get from a lot of people, which is, how do I tone up my arms? Let's pump the brakes right there. So y'all, my dear sweet friend who just wants to be better. Yes, I'm talking to you. Are you listening? We've got to ditch the word toning this little T word. It's an ugly word. It's a useless word. It's nonsense. It's garbage. And it really doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't serve a purpose. When I said that back in episode three, I read it just like I read it the same way that it's so often been asked to me. How do I tone up my arms? I remember cringing when I said it as I recorded it. And Then I went on to answer the question without addressing the ridiculousness of the word tone. So I'm not sure what people exactly have in mind when they use that word. I could be way off base, but I think people just want whatever body part to not be so flabby or loose. If I'm wrong, please tell me somewhere on social media or email me because I'd really love to know what you think if you ever use that word in that type of context. But here's the thing. When we're talking about changing the appearance of a body part, we're talking about body composition. And what are the fleshy parts of our bodies made out of? Well, they're mainly fat and muscle covered by skin to hold it all together. In case you're wondering how this even ties in with today's topic of fitness fears, I think, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've observed that many people who use the word toning also have some irrational fears that sound like, I don't want to get too big, or I don't want muscle because I don't want to get too bulky. And once again, sorry to break it to you, but those are irrational fears. They're probably based on getting your information from unreliable places. So sweet friends, this is a mental roadblock. I'm completely comfortable with saying that if you want to change the shape of your body, you have to ditch the word toning and start using the word muscle. 
I strongly feel that way. I've always been a strong advocate for using proper terminology in order to grow. If you insist on using words that are not even accurate, how can you expect to achieve something that's going to be a physical change in your body? I remember ages ago, one place where I was training clients, we had a regular weekly meeting and something we discussed regularly was how much we should use proper terms like glutes and quads rather than words like butt and thighs when talking to our clients. And we never did reach a consensus on which way to go with clients. Some trainers felt that clients would relate to us better if we used words like butt and thighs, but I never agreed with that. If you're working with a trainer, you're there to learn. You might as well learn the real names of the muscles that you're working on. What does thighs even mean in a fitness sense? It really doesn't mean anything to me. It's vague because it could mean so many different things. But coming back to the word toning, no matter what you might mean, if you use that word, you're probably referring to some level of burning fat and or building muscle. If you're underweight or if you want to increase size, you probably want to build muscle, but it's never toning. If you're overweight and you want to decrease the size of your body, you're still going to want to build muscle and probably lose body fat in the process with or without cardio, it's still never toning, ever. Like I said, I don't even know what that is. So let's just work to ditch that word forever. Can we, is that a deal? And it, it just, it truly serves no purpose. If you go to a trainer and say, I just want to tone up, you're really not giving your trainer any information to work with because you've basically told them nothing. To me, it's almost like saying, If you were to say, I just want to tone up, it's as vague as like, I'm just here to exist. (laughs) Huh? What does that even mean? What's the point of that? What are you trying to accomplish? If you want your trainer to actually be able to help you with your goals, you need to be able to convey something real, such as I want to decrease my body fat or I want to put on muscle or both. And now let's come back around to what I said was an irrational fear of putting on muscle. I know this doesn't apply to everybody. And I know that a lot of men don't feel a sense of discomfort in saying I want to put on muscle. But I have run into it numerous times, even with men having a fear of putting on muscle. So this is for both men and women. This is also perfect time to remind you of a little phrase I made up, which is, Nobody ever got their dream physique from a treadmill. I mentioned that back in episode three as well. And what I meant by that is if you really want to change the shape of your body, whether it's a smaller waist or less jiggly arms or less sagging skin on the backs of your legs, which are your hamstrings, or a rounder butt, which is your glutes, that all involves building muscle, plain and simple. So. What kind of feeling goes through your body when, if you were to say, I'm going to put on muscle? If that makes you a little bit uneasy or the thought of putting muscle, putting on muscle makes you the slightest bit uncomfortable, if you think, I don't want to get muscular or bulky, well, here's another harsh truth for you. You're probably feeling that way because you've allowed yourself to believe gimmicks and nonsense that you came across in magazines, infomercials, advertisements, or blog posts by people who knew they were selling you a lie or 
they were too uneducated to know better. And I don't want you to feel bad about that, though, because right now you can change all of that and you can change your thinking. And you can start to do that by ditching the word toning. Seriously, it's got to (laughs) go. Using the word muscle instead or the word fat when it's appropriate and not being afraid of the idea of putting on muscle. It's time to embrace it if you haven't before. A lot of times when people have this irrational fear of getting bulky or putting on muscle, they're probably picturing bodybuilders, award-winning bodybuilders, and it shouldn't come as a surprise that they take anabolic steroids to look that way. There's no denying that. They absolutely do. Even a lot of the women do. And they don't ever mention that in interviews because it is an illegal activity to take steroids and they could possibly lose sponsorships and income if they discussed it in the open. So that's probably the main reason why they don't discuss it. But most competitions don't drug test for things like steroids. There's a whole world of incorrect information about steroids that most people are falsely led to believe as well. And I won't get into that today. But the sheer mass that you see on some bodybuilders or even female bikini models on the covers of magazines is not something that you would see happen to your body without years upon years of extreme dedication with a goal to get bigger like that. And often those people achieve that look with the assistance of steroids. And yes, even the women. So I'm sure you've probably heard of quotes along the lines of you become like the people that you spend the most time with. And I think that's applicable to where you get your information from too. If you're getting fitness and workout information from places that use pink two-pound dumbbells and they advertise flat tummy skinny tea or anything using the word skinny for that matter, you're not setting yourself up for a path where you can transform, break past roadblocks, and change in a way that you've always dreamed of. So I dare you to try to put on muscle if you never have before. It's good for every body. Any way you decide to do it is healthy. And if you've never actually tried it, I'm pretty sure you'll find that it happens much slower than you might expect. And it's incredibly good for your body. So it's basically a win-win situation. After I did my bikini competition, I had a goal of competing in the fitness category where you have to have more muscle mass plus you do a choreographed routine. And so I was training super diligently and so heavy and giving it my all just to get bigger. And after about 18 months of super solid dedication, I basically left that for powerlifting because it was happening. I like I knew it would happen slow, but it was happening so much slower than even I thought it would be. And let's move on to another thing that I get asked about quite a lot. And that is how to get rid of sagging skin. And that's a tough one because it is part of aging. And sometimes it happens as a result of extreme weight loss. And there's usually not a lot you can do. But if you work to add muscle, muscle will help to kind of plump up the area behind the sagging skin and fill it in so the skin will appear less saggy. So there's another reason to weight train and put on muscle. If you have an issue with sagging skin, especially like on your legs or your arms, this is probably the most effective thing that you can do. And let's address one more fitness fear. And I've talked to a lot of people about this one as well. And that is the fear of 
other people watching you while you work out or judging you or making fun of you. And this is a very common fear. I totally get where it comes from. And I used to be that person too. I remember when I used to be scared to go into the weight room, I had asked my boyfriend at the time to teach me how to do squats. And this was in like probably 1999. He was always in there with his friends, being loud, acting like they owned the place. And there were maybe one or two females ever in the weight room, if any. And I remember he said to me, I'm not going to teach you because you don't have the confidence to go in there and do it on your own after I teach you. You'll never do it. And well, that basically lit a fire under my butt to prove him wrong. (laughs) And later that summer, I became obsessed with learning all that I could about real weightlifting entirely on my own. And that's pretty much where it started for me. If you do have that fear, let me reassure you that people aren't really watching the way you might think they are. Everyone is worried about themselves. If you step out of your comfort zone a few times, you'll no longer be the most inexperienced person in the gym. Most other people in the gym are either just as self-conscious as you are, or they're probably willing to help you out if you have a question, such as how to adjust a machine or where to find something. And if you're still thinking, yeah, but Kelly, I don't want to end up like one of those fitness videos on Facebook that everybody laughs at. (laughs) And I get that, too. It's, you know, it's it's that's a rational fear, but you can easily get over it. If you're being reasonable, that won't be you. And if you look at those things that everyone makes fun of, those videos that everybody laughs at that are some weirdo in the gym. It's always someone doing something so off the charts ridiculous that you'd you'd know if you were drawing attention to yourself in that way. And whether it's a group fitness class or training in a weight room or even just having the confidence to go for a run in your own neighborhood, people are watching a lot less than you might think they are. At one point, I got so fed up with myself and my own irrational fears in the weight room that I made a goal for myself that every Tuesday I was going to try one new piece of equipment that I had never tried before. And guess whose confidence went up week after week? (laughs) Yep. I'm telling you, it's totally worth it to step out of your comfort zone when it comes to training and working out. You will learn and you will make progress and you'll feel so much better about yourself. Oh, and this made me think of one other question I've been asked a lot that we have time for, and that is, should I do cardio or lift weights first? Well, it depends on your goals, and you need to ask yourself why you're doing either or why you're doing both. And this won't be the same for everyone, and you can always, always find an argument for one side or the other. But in general, if you're really looking for an answer to that, I'd say focus on the one that matters most to you. And 99 times out of 100, I really hope that's going to be resistance training first and cardio second, if at all. And again, there's always a reason to rationalize this differently if you look for it, such as if you're a sprinter. But if you're looking to build strength, there's really no reason to pre-deplete your energy by doing cardio right before you lift weights. And you want to go into a weight training session feeling strong and solid. But again, it depends on you and your goals. So there's no dead set right or wrong answer as far as that goes. If you work with a trainer and if they're having you do cardio first, they probably have a good reason. And it's 
perfectly okay to ask them why that is. They should be happy to explain that to you. So by teaching you these things, I hope it will make you more confident in the gym or wherever you work out. And if each of you could please, please share this with one friend who would find this interesting, it would really help me to expand my reach and then I can bring you bigger and better content. Also, please leave the show a rating or review wherever you happen to listen. It would really mean so, so much to me. One more thing, check out my Instagram stories if that's your jam. Last week, I shared some of the benefits of a supplement called glutathione, and I plan to be doing a lot more of that type of thing. So until next time, breathe, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.